Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Seed Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Faceboy. I am Lucas Timore. And I'm Rachel. I hope you're all enjoying this dreary, dreary Saturday. Oh, <laughs> so nice and gray. We slept all day. All day. Not Francis, but... No, I was up at 7 a.m. Yeah. Like it's actually... Adult. It's actually kind of depressing because we woke up and it's dark already. We had, we, we had a very long week. I got a job. Yeah. I, I was in a play at NYU. Rachel and I were in a play together at NYU. So slow down. You're going too quickly. Tell me. Tell 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 everybody about this job. I am going to be a like permanent sub at charter schools. So you accepted it and I accepted it. I I you know didn't fully understand the contract, but you know I hope I didn't sign away that I'm being trafficked. <laughs> You're, you're a substitute teacher you're at like, school. You're like, babe, should I read this? I'm like, I don't know. Generally, contracts are things you should read before you sign. I them. read it, but like, I didn't understand all that they said. To, they specifically said, read this with a lawyer. Oh my god! And hey. I was like, but I didn't have a lawyer to read it with. I mean, that's good practice for any job. But to be honest, I like never read it. I my, read it. I read my, it. My brother is a lawyer. You know, he'll he'll look at that stuff for you. All right, I'll 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 keep that in mind. My mom said before I start the job, I should like look at the contract with 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 the lawyer if I can. Yeah, so that you don't wind up in breach of it. Totally. Yeah, you don't want to be in breach of the contract. Okay. Anyway, I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. You're no longer even close to a 1.3. For a while, I had this delusion, which was not really a delusion at all, that I was a 1.3 in society, and it was out of like 4.0, and I was a 1.3. You you I do think still it's out of five. you do still oh, it's out of five. You do still think there's a game. With with levels and numbers, I I definitely think there's that there's a game with levels and numbers, but like, you know, I don't think I'm a one point three in the game anymore. You certainly are not. <laughs> you certainly are not. And you know, in some ways, there there is because everyone's rating transactions. Everybody's you know. You, oh, you totally. Your, your Uber, like it's like and, your, and your, it's like your Uber score. Like you, yep. like to even get a cab, you have to be like good in cabs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that that's actually true. Yeah. Restaurants, they take note of how you behave and how you tip. And yeah, they, oh, yeah. How like, you dress. Francis and I, like, they, when we go to Mermaids, they, like, sit us right in, like, a prominent spot where everyone can see us when they come in. Because like, we come in dressed nicely. We tip well. Yeah, you guys put on a, a good presentation. We for do. sure. We, we, we know how to clean up. <laughs> right right now lucas looks so great can we can we give like a description of your outfit we were supposed to be interviewing today interviewing someone today so i came in with like a blazer a biggie shirt some zebra pants yeah the, the blazer looks like beetlejuice if anyone awesome. knows beetlejuice i actually got the job in this blazer. very nice good yeah and these pants I've been wearing these pants for a few days. If, yeah. if something's working, you might as well as well stick with it. Stick with it. <laughs> yeah. And and when we have a guest, we generally build the show around a guest and they dropped out at the last minute. So we're just going to have fun. We're just going to have we're fun. Gonna oh, we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time. Talk about anything. Have fun. Uh, so you mentioned the job and then the next thing you mentioned was the NYU performance. Yeah, we... um. Our mental health program went and did a performance with um, five, five, four, five people. Five people uh, performed in it. Um, and um, it was um, different stories about mental health. Um, and um, I did a lot of advocacy work. I've talked about this on the air before a long time ago, but about some of the experiences I've had in at um, Woodhall specifically, mostly, but also, you know, my 
more positive experiences at Kings County. And um, Rachel did a very informative piece about having DID, dissociative identity disorder, previously known as multiple personality disorder. She did a very informative piece and multiple of her alters came out to talk about going to the library. Yeah, it was it was kind of terrifying, um, but also so exciting to just be given the space to like be open about being different, to be open about how my brain works. Um, it's part of this larger star- storytelling project that NYU is doing. It's similar to the Moth, the storytelling project. Yeah, we project. had a, we had somebody from the Moth come and work on it with us. He was very impressed with Rachel and I, um, and it makes me feel more confident that maybe the Moth is a big dream of mine. Maybe I could actually go and do, be a storyteller at the Moth. Absolutely, that, I've always believed that you can do anything because you're Thank such you. an incredible person and artist, mm-hmm. and you have so many so much life experience. And and you communicated in many different mediums so damn well. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to. I I really wanted to see these performances. I was looking forward to it. I I managed to get my internet. You know, you had to register. You had to register on the internet. Yeah. Every anytime it's internet something, I'm. I know, know, Francis. You were good though. You didn't shut down. You weren't just like I can't do it. You tried. I I did it, but I my day just it just uh, it became. Too much. There, were, there was too it much that, that went on. By the time it was seven o'clock, I had been going nonstop since seven a.m. Yeah, and there that was, happens. There was nothing left. That happens. That happens. You know, that but happens with it when you're caring for someone. That happens sometimes when you're caring. You can't. You cannot predict what their problems are going to be. No. You know, uh, and uh, yeah. So I, there was things I had to do that I didn't want to do but i had to do anyway i didn't get to see the performances would you be so kind as to uh share what you did on on at the show here tonight sure you do that yeah Yeah. i would love to do you want to do you want to play your song we had like a song that we uh walked up to the mic with sure do you do you want to go first you want me to go first you can go first okay so um can you play francis i can help sale by a wall nation and we might as well play a full song yeah, I can help. This was my song that I, you know, entered on stage. I think, you know, it's a song that literally got me institutionalized because I played it 25 million times in a row. I remember that that phase. <laughs> I actually um, played this song the most this year, and then after that, it's Drake and DJ Khaled. <laughs> You're on four. So uh, before the show. You're uh, you're asking my phone number again to be the emergency contact for my cruise, and um, and then he said, "Oh, maybe you should get that tattooed on you." And I thought he was serious. I was like, "Absolutely," because like I've had so many these experiences in the institution where I was writing, like as the cops were there, I was writing people's phone numbers on my arm because they don't give you your phone. Like I was writing people's phone numbers on my arm as I was going in, and um. And Francis was not serious, but I was dead serious. I was like, no, I should get, like, your name, number tattooed on me. <laughs> I might. I might. Okay, whenever you're ready, I have this queued up. Okay, play. You want the whole song? Yeah, play the whole song. Yeah, might as well. play the whole song. It's, it's rocks. Sail by AWOL Nation.
In my 27th year, the year in which many prolific artists joined the 27 Club by killing themselves or overdosing, I came to the realization just in time that I was not, in fact, a prolific artist yet. And therefore had not earned my spot in the club, a realization that saved my life. I survived. However, I did not exit the year without any cuts and bruises. I was living on the busiest intersection in Bushwick when I couldn't break from the delusion that I was in the Truman Show. It was, I was a known burlesque dancer at the time, so there were, in fact, many eyes on me at any given time. But, in a, but it's a special kind of crazy to think everyone is watching you all the time. I wanted the creator to come down from the sky and put an end to all the drama and bullshit like he did when Truman lost it. So I made an active choice to lose it. I left a party of my own making by winning physical fights against multiple of my male roommates who were much larger than me and, um, and trying to protect me. I was completely naked and barefoot when I left. I saw hidden cameras everywhere, so I thought for sure I'm right about this Truman Show thing. In reality, I was just most likely lived on a block with heavy police surveillance. In order to transcend, as Truman did, right before the creator came down from the stairs and set him free, I decided to start a riot. I did so by explaining very calmly to anyone who approached me that I'm doing this because women should be able to go outside naked without getting raped. I identified as a woman at the time. I then said to those who approached, would you like to join me? You can take your clothes off if you like, but you don't have to. 
almost everyone decided to join. No one, surprisingly, decided, not surprisingly, no one decided to take their clothes off. This was pre-Me Too movement, so my neighbor's involvement in my fight was exciting. It was my very own protest, and despite the trouble it's caused me, it still holds a dear place in my heart. The men who harassed me on my block every day got scared and yelled at me that I'm a crazy bitch before literally running away. I'll never forget the fear in their eyes. I just reached my rapist block, who also happened to be a clown, a literal clown, when 13 cop cars pulled up all at once. So I did what you should definitely not do if you ever find yourself psychotic and naked, surrounded by police. I ran. Mostly I ran because I wanted to make it to my rapist store before they caught me, but I also ran because I had no experience with the police and fear makes you do crazy things. My white privilege in that moment is not lost on me. If I was black, I probably would have been shot down. The police sent me to Woodhall, who decided to let me out because I was advocating for the patients, something they can't have at Woodhall. My roommate sent me to New York Presbyterian after that. They kept me for three weeks, and I was promptly kicked out of Bushwick when I arrived home. In my 33rd year, the year many people refer to as your Jesus year, the year Jesus was hung on the cross, I had the nerve to move back to Bushwick. The police had not forgotten about me. People also decided to send daily safety checks on me. The police wouldn't allow me to lock my doors or feed my cat, for that matter, before taking me to Woodhall. And I had a break-in every time I went to the hospital, alluding to the fact that whoever was calling was most likely also breaking in. The police did not listen or care about the break-ins. They did not listen or care uh, to me me or my therapist about the fact that the safety checks were clearly being called by anyone, but not, were clearly not being called by anyone who was actually in the know about my mental health state. In fact, three times I was in the middle of a therapy session on Zoom, totally calm and collected, when I was um, taken to the hospital while my practitioners begged them not to take me. I spent Halloween, my favorite holiday, sleeping because I was on too much Seroquel and we were quarantined. I woke up to nine cops grabbing at me. It was the second time the police took me to the hospital for no crime other than going to bed early. The police also pull guns on me quite often. As many as 11 guns will be pulled on me at any given time once once the police found out I'm schizophrenic. Each time they took me to Woodhall, the last circle of hell. When I would get to Woodhall, it was always the same story. She has a history, said disrespectfully because the cops informed them that I was a he him each time. You know it's bad when the cops are the good guys in your story. After misgendering me with a special sort of spite, they would get violent with me and then give me an injection because I didn't accept the violence with a smile. Each time I remained calm, but it didn't matter. My fate was sealed due to that one time I started a riot. One time, I had to call the police from the psychiatric ER to get one of the workers to stop sexually assaulting me. They sent six strong black women to help me. At first, they thought I was maybe imagining it because they could tell I was, but they could tell I was scared. So they decided to undress me so that the hospital workers wouldn't. Then the worker who had been attacking me had the nerve to bend down and look at my pussy in front of them. They beat him off me. They were very angry, and they held me as I cried, but as far as I could see, the beating was the only punishment he received for the transgression. One time at Woodhall, I had to call my mom to tell her that they hadn't fed the patients in days. My mom is a very tough lady. She's terrifying. Patients all got fed that night, but it came with lots of the staff abusing me over it. 
The patients all had to, had a party in my honor while they ate. The patients who had been there the longest told me not to touch my food because it might be poison for what I had done for them. I guess my mom's good for some things. Mm-hmm. One time I watched a nice guy and his girl get off for saying, there's nothing crazy about doing crack. She returned to where she had been sitting with me to pray with me, and then she went on her way. I thought, this psychiatrist seems lenient. I got this. But when he met with me, it was a different story. He said to me, you have to go back to your husband or the cycle of getting institutionalized will never end. That was the moment I felt New York City had completely failed me. I was broken. You see, my husband had locked me in the house and trafficked me. He was most likely the one calling the safety checks in the first place. So I looked to this man who I believe to be Pakistani dead in the eyes. And I said, you see, in your culture and in my culture, we believe in death with dignity. So can you please kill me before calling my husband to come pick me up? I made that part about your culture and my culture up. I'm not sure Italians do believe in death with dignity, nor do I know that Pakistanis do. <laughs> Despite being best cult- at best culturally insensitive, I believe my words were funny. The, talk- the doctor did not find me funny. I was quickly sedated. Every time I went to Woodhall, I was injected with such a high dose of sedatives that I didn't wake up until days later. One time when I woke up from the sedation, I was brought into another room. One of the nurses was sweet. She said, I brought you here so you could look at your girls. Buried somewhere deep in my files, there must have been a note about a recurring hallucination I had in my 27th year where I believed the two young ghost girls lived in an abandoned church I lived next to. The nice nurse left and a male nurse entered. He sealed... He sedated me again, even though I was just lying down looking at the church. This time it was strange and probably very legal ways to sedate me. Under this sort of sedation, I could see, feel, and hear things, but I couldn't move a muscle. It had been years since I had this hallucination of the young girls in the church, but they were my only solace as I got raped under the sedation that left me motionless. One tear came down my cheek in my Jesus year. I'm not alone in getting raped at a public hospital. The word on the street is it's the only reason they select someone for a private room. It was a gang rape. I can't be sure if it was staff or patients, but the clarity in their words and being put under that sort of sedation in the first place alluded to the fact that it was staff. I reported the abuse when I went to psych wards at New York Presbyterian, NYU, and Beth Israel. Although they appeared to believe me, nothing was ever done. The last time the cops came to pick me up, they did believe that I was sexually assaulted at Woodhall. They took me to King's Cost. Kings County Hospital instead of Woodhall. My ex-wife had worked there, so I felt pretty safe going there. Kings County told me they were committed to making this hospitalization my last when I told them my story. I believe they might have even spoken to the police for me because no more safety checks occurred again. I'm grateful they put an end to a long cycle of abuse. Before going to Kings County, I had given up on New York City's ability to protect me from the abuse of my husband and from the institutionalized oppression schizophrenics face. Kings County showed me some compassion. I am also grateful for Kings County for giving me the opportunity to run group the day the subways flooded. Many members of the staff couldn't make it in. My tough as nails mom is very upset we had a three-hour-long dance party in the psych ward, but the staff at Kings County were very impressed for the level of engagement I was able to create. I am the person I need most. I know how to create light, and in the end, New York City taught me I never need to return to an abusive husband, and sometimes when it rains, the real... Real hard. We all just need to dance together. Wow. How do you think about that story? Well, I, I, 
I lived it with you. You lived it with me, so you know it. You know the story. But so I know the story and 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 all the how horrific it is. You know, I have some nice whiskey right there. Why are you drinking the Deli Fireball? I just- <laughs> <laughs> because I like actually wanted the taste of cinnamon. And, like, I actually I- like the taste of Fireball. <laughs> okay. Here, it, okay. tastes, it tastes like candy. No, it's all just right. like it's a dessert. Well, like I don't over there. All right, I'll, I'll anyway. take the cup. I'll take the cup and have some nice whiskey after that. But uh, but what, <laughs> but it, you know, people can have these experiences, but not have the ability to put pen to paper and express it in a way that brings the listener in. And you did that. Thank you. And like a lot of people were laughing at my story, you know, because like there's a lot of funny parts in there and like a lot of people were laughing. So luckily my old therapist who's Rachel's therapist, she like um, she was there and she laughed really hard. So she gave people the like, the ability to laugh. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of funny lines in there, but I feel like right, the but, audience, like but, because it's so heavy, was like, am I allowed to laugh? Am I allowed to right. laugh? And then they'd hear Jess be like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha. She's like a belly laugh, you know what I mean? Like she has like a total belly laugh while she's like, and like people were like, I guess I'm allowed to laugh. Yes, I did see the humorous areas, but I just didn't want to break. I I just didn't want to break the flow. Break break the flow, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure like if I did do it at a place like the Moth, they might not laugh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because the Moth is very serious storytelling. Mm-hmm. I also know you well, and I I know that you not only can handle but enjoy like gallows humor dark oh i love gallows humor i love gallows humor is like basically a a term that they use for like humor that was used for like war type humor like because the gallows are where isn't that where they cut your head off the gallows are where not the gallows are not where they cut your head off it's where you hide like um you hide while you're like shooting you know like the gallow is like that that trench i thought it was where they cut your head off too no i don't don't know i'm not that's the guillotine that's the, oh, guillotine. that's the guillotine. The gallow is where you hide together and they would laugh and the, and the soldiers would laugh together and, and make jokes in the gallows. I mean, the first time I heard I know you- this. I know this because <laughs> I'm a I, I'm I love gallows humor. So I've looked it up. The first time I heard you read this, there was so much snot because I was like crying and laughing <laughs> at the same time and just like snotting everywhere. I'm so freaking proud of you. Yes, yes. I was right. Uh no, it's also where you hang people. Oh, they 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 use it both. They uh, use it for both. Uh, I, that was the first one that came up, but I trust you on the on the other. No, one. I mean they 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 do use it for. They, I've I've looked it up before. They do use it as a term for. Like, it's, it's not where you where you cut where they cut your head off. That is guillotine, but it is used for where you hang people. Okay, but they also use the gallows as like where you're about to get shot. Like you know what I mean? Like you you hide in a gallow. There's a there's a song, uh, twenty four minutes to go, and it starts. Well, they're building the gallows outside my cell. Th- that's the I've building. The gallows are building now. Building building like a tunnel for you to hide in, so you maybe won't get shot. Like you don't not a tunnel, but you know those like underground like you like little little like trenches that they hide in to try to like shoot people, but then go back down ground. That's where the gallows humor joke comes from because they're they were making jokes together in the gallows. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this project, this show, it's like, was so freaking cool because it was actually like the people in society who are generally shot at. Like, it was a bunch of folks with, um, with disabilities. Disabilities who are like, yeah, like, we generally have- seen as like dangerous. I'm doing quotes you can't see, but people who are generally seen as dangerous to society telling these like totally beautiful human stories. It was amazing. Yeah. I was reading an article on BuzzFeed about, how uh, people of my generation and to some extent your generation view the 
the, these, these the young people today, and it is mostly and deservedly very positive because we the people like my nieces, my nephew's age, eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds, fifteen year olds, even they are so much more understanding about mental illness. They are so much more open about mental illness. They're so much more accepting about mental illness and, and, and bodies. And, uh, Oh, I know that they, they, they like the, you know, body positivity movement has gone like gone has just like set sail because, um, for lack of a better word, (laughs) we just played sail, but but (laughs) it it is set sail because they, you know, are just really accepting lovely people. Like, you know, politically involved. They're politically involved, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, person- I do want to say one thing about being politically involved. Um, I just want to say here on this radio station, we do not support Eric Adams institutionalizing people for um, no crime other than being in his, how he put it, not able to take care of themselves well. We do not support that on our radio station. Yeah, this is this. I'm furious. I am outraged. I'm not and surprised. It, and it's going to it's going to have backlash because if you start saying that you don't have to be a danger to yourself or others to go to the psych ward, where does that end? They could institutionalize anyone. That's like a fucking witch hunt. They're just saying like you you look weird. You look, you look off, weird. You look basically. off. We can now institutionalize you. That's what Eric Adams has proposed. And um, there's going to be backlash because that's scary for everyone. That's not just scary for the mentally ill. That's scary for everyone. Anybody could be institutionalized under that. Um, it's one of the things I was thinking about while you were reading, reading your piece, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. It's terrifying. And what are the psych wars going to do with these people? Like, the, there's not enough space. There's it. not. It, there's They're not saying enough space. That's, that's what the, the, the hospitals are saying that. There's not enough space. There's not enough space. Like with the the homeless encampment sweeps, like I think 5% was the statistic I read. I can't quite confirm that. But like 5% of people ended up getting into the shelter system from those giant encampment sweeps where people could not live in the street where they were living anymore. Yeah, I there. it's just, I mean, it's very scary for me because, you know, they've already, I'm already obviously attacked and like they think they have labeled me as a danger to society, even though I'm not. Um, but it's very, You're so not, it's very terrifying for me that they could just start saying like, I mean, one time they took me to the hospital because I was itchy. I said, I said, no, I haven't been having any problems today. I'm just having an allergy attack. So I'm a little itchy. Like that's the only, you know, if my neighbors have felt, saw me itching at all, like I'm itchy because I'm having an allergy attack. And they were like, you're itchy. That's a sign of mental illness. The police said, I'm like, that's not the sign I'm having. Not at all. I like pulled up my shirt. I was literally having a rash. Like I know I have a rash. So if I was seen outside, like itching at all, like I'm, I'm, I have a fucking literal rash. I went to the store just to get ointments and like things to like a new soap because sometimes your soap you used could cause you to mm-hmm. have a rash. So I got a new soap, some ointments, and um, I had to go to the hospital over it. That's an atrocity. You know, and we don't want them to start to take people in because they're itching and they're fucking, they, cause they have a rash. Like that's, it's, you know, like anybody who looks weird, anybody who looks off, that's, you know, that's like New York city has just become the scariest place to live. If that's going to be the case, like I have always said, I'm going to stay here because I can be queer here and I can be this here and I can be that here. If they're going to just start institutionalizing everybody like that, I'm not going to stay here. Like hopefully, I mean, my dad, when I saw him, I went home and my dad was like, what do you think about that? Eric Adams laughing. And I was like, yeah, I don't like him. 
My dad definitely. That was like the one thing he said all night. The one thing he said all night was like, what do you think about that at Eric Adams? And I was like, yeah. And I voted for him. Well, I did not. We also did not know that this was coming. No. It wasn't like he, r- he ran, on this, r- run on this platform. He we did, did not know. know this was coming. I think a lot of people at Pros actually voted for him, and um, and a lot of the staff seemed positive about him. And um, it's so it's a very sad situation. This was not transparent from the beginning. No, no, no. He um needs to act the fuck down. I mean, I don't know what to do about it though. Like, I don't know what to do about it. Well, first thing, most important thing is well. You're doing something right now. You have a platform, and and you're you're bringing this to people's attention that might not know about it. A lot of people, I think, did not know about it. Yeah, he, it kind of went under the rug a little bit. Rachel, you ready to? You're, you said you can we you, can we play the song? Your, the song first. Play the song first. Oh, great! And then Rachel, you're going to do part parts of your or a storm and do them all. I don't you know. can bring children on the show if you want. Like, yeah, I just think... do a clip of them. You can bring the children on the show. They just can't stay in the room after. That's fair. That's fair. And obviously they can't drink, but you're not drinking right now. So. I'm not drinking right now. I had a little fireball. But... Yeah, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen, one of my elders, came on the show once and drank, and Francis is still upset about fireball it. Fireball just no, tastes, you just, just tastes you had, like candy. You had, you had consequences. Consequences. Dun, dun, dun. And you accepted them. Okay, <laughs> such great heights, correct? The Postal Service acoustic cover, uh, is that all right? I thought you were using a different cover. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren Worth, Ruth Ward With is Lauren the artist. Ruth, all right, here we go. So 
perfect from far away and calm down now but my turn hi storm hey oh hey i'm storm uh this is this is a story by me an individual with dissociative identity disorder or did it used to be called multiple personality disorder it it means that we're a big group of different people living in one body it's it's weird (laughs) did is a very creative way that kids survive unbearable things that happen to them. Our our memories are split up between between different people, so no one ever has to deal with it all. I I am proud of being like this. It's kind of like my superpower. And it's also very hard to be different sometimes. Okay, so here's here's the story told by a bunch of us. Quarantine We wait in the rain, the people from the neighborhood. The library is closed, no lights on, locked doors. Everyone is scared of the virus. We stay at home and cannot take out any books. There's no stories for months. I do not like it. I I do not not like it. I definitely do not like it. Finally, they opened the door just a little. A big hand came out, and guess what what they had? A book. One book at a time. We we were we were waiting and we wore our masks. The books were sad because no one can touch them. Not any of the neighbors can touch the books. Months went by, and then something good happened. They let us into the front of the library. I feel fancy and clean. 
I cannot look around yet. I pick a book on the computer and then they put your name on it. I am an important person. Fancy and cool. (laughs) And cool and clean. My name is on a book in the big library. Hazel. One room open at the library. I was walking around and around. At the library, it does not cost money. A muffin costs money. (laughs) I love muffins. (laughs) In the library, they trust us to take things and bring them back. The library was smiling when the people came back. It was not too cold anymore. It was starting to get warm and a little cherry blossoms. The spaces where the books were missing made the library smile like a princess with missing teeth. I, they trusted me with the babysitter's club and I was hugging the book. I did not like staying at home. It, it's me again. <laughs> staying at home is not punk rock. The library is punk rock. You learn for free. Anyone can come. There's no prices. I am a poem guy because I write poems. I am a riot girl because I look up true stuff. Boys can be riot girls too. Lucas taught me that. Lucas is punk rock. Mm. Two rooms open at the library. The neighbors were, were moving around like free hummingbirds. I am a free person with a tiny pencil. I write down the title of the books and they trust me with them. (laughs) It's cool as hell. It's punk rock to trust me with the stories and with the true stuff too. Then the best part happened. Francis, guess what happened? What? The the children's room opened back up. Wow. Yay, peanut. It it opened back up. And I, I want to have a parade. (laughs) <laughs> you cannot have a parade in the library because you have to be quiet. <laughs> there was something new at the library. It's called Bundles. Bundles is three books together with a rubber band. And the books stay on topic. I am staying on topic. <laughs> Good job, Peanut. Thank you. There there was a bundle for, for, for Moons and for Lucas. And no, that's not true. There was a bundle for... For farms and good night and good morning in the bundle. Lucas is not on topic. Lucas Lucas is was not in the books. <laughs> I check out a bundle about the moon and it is on topic. Another month. Hey. The elevator turns on again. The rooms upstairs get light and open. P keeps repeating bundles. Bundles, bundles, bundles. To bundle is to bind. I am bound. We are bound. Bind of moon. Bind of stories. Bind of good nights and gray, gray fucking mornings. Bind of family. Bind of being a neighborhood. That's it. Thanks, Francis. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now I feel like 
I I know I didn't I didn't I didn't get to see you at the show and everything, but I got a private performance. Yeah, we 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 want you to hear it, Francis. And we got uh, what are you what are you pl- pulling up for us? I promised David a song when we um when when our okay. Um, David said, you know, after hearing our performances twice, he needs something a little peppy. Okay. <laughs> I was about to pull up uh, something peppy, but we'll, we can do two songs. We we have a little time. Hey, here's something uh, important that maybe we'll talk about after this song. It's called the New York Adult Survivors Act. What's that? It was that? just enacted uh, last month in November. It will give people one year uh, to... to report sex crimes that were previously uh, past the statute of limitations. For one year, the statute of limitations are waived. That's very good. Yeah, that's a great thing. I mean, That's lot, very good. Um, I'm, Maybe I'm, I should report Ben. Uh, I'm not going to report no one, but... I don't have any proof, though, because I, like... Um, I, I do want to say that, but... He, like, did impregnate me, but I chose to close that file because I made... I was very young, and I made a very wrong choice, so... They can't, unfortunately, Planned Parenthood can no longer pull that up. All right, here's uh, VR Sex Snake Water.
You're listening to Art Star Scene on Radio Free Brooklyn. Nothing brings people together like good food with the fresh. <laughs> we do we do not endorse anything you hear. Uh, so that was light. Yeah, I I know. Um, well, that, that was that David's, was lightening things up. That was David's pick. That was David's pick. David did come to the show, which was very nice of him. Um, and I. I was very happy to have you there. And Dave, David did speak at the end saying that he wasn't there for me. And I, I will say that you were there for me, David. And um, time. Yeah, David, thank you for coming to the show, David. And actually, I was thinking about you last night. Uh, yesterday, I saw the new documentary, Senior, which uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, I forget the name, a, a documentary filmmaker and Robert Downey Sr. Uh, and, of course, a shitload of other people worked on to put together. And it's about... Robert Downey Sr. Uh, and it's really about his last years. Mm. And it's an incredibly vulnerable and touching piece. It uh, goes all the way quite literally to very much close to the, his end uh, of Parkinson's disease. Yeah, and my dad unfortunately has Parkinson's disease, but you know, like... My siblings, I think, sometimes have a hard time with it, but like I am very sweet with him. I for, forgive him for everything that maybe went on in childhood, and like I, my father was very, very happy to like see me. And and I and I was thinking of, of David because he understands. Uh, he doesn't need a documentary about senior to understand his humor, his contribution to cinema. His contribution, uh, you know, he, he, he knows what this man did and how important it was. David and knows. David like knows. He's, he was more David impressed. David was more impressed. He was more impressed that I, knew, that I was friends with Senior. Than Junior. Than Junior. Yeah, no, he, didn't, he doesn't, he was not that impressed that you were with Junior, but when he found out you were impressed with, he was like, what, what? And David like, really, yeah. He was a friend. He was a true friend. And I'm so glad also I got an opportunity to interview him on this show. And I, I remember listening to the interview. David knows media, like it, David knows media, you know. And um, so, if you're endorsed by David, that's a you know. But we have to read this. We don't want to forget to read this. We do have to read the copy. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile Charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to listen to RFP when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone and the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFP events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Thank you very much. You nice do that job, quite babe. Well. So I'm going to play a song. I use that, my radio voice. I'm going to play a song that I consider light. But other people might not because I've considered a light song just because of the rhythm and the sound and 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 I think and what David felt and was we were rocking out maybe instead of light. 
Okay. Maybe he misused the word. So I'm playing. I'm playing a song uh, written by Desmond Decker called the called uh, the Israelites. And the first. The first. It word, doesn't sound like the yet. first part. Yeah. yeah the first, lyrically, lyrically, it's not like the the first lyrics are. Wake up in the morning, slaving for bread, sir. Yeah. So that every mouth can be fed. I really like but when, when you listen it's like, to it. It's like you know that's the thing about like like slave songs, for instance, were very like like the lyrics are very sad, but like they're so like they're upbeat and they like people dance to them and you know like also to keep it hidden to keep like the seriousness and like the the power of the message hidden was really important. Yeah. There it goes. The morning slaving for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed. Oh, me Israelite. Get up in the morning slaving for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed. I do know that song, um, and I and Me I too. like that song a lot. But but one thing, like I do want to say, is you know Francis, um, David, and Gary, they they were there for me in those times. I think they all feel like they might not have been there enough, but they they were there. And and Francis, you know, he got very 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 upset that I was not. They did not dress me right at Kings County. Like, Kings County was the best to me, but like the, 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 that's when he really started to realize the abuse of like what was going on because he hadn't come to Woodhall at all, and like Woodhall didn't allow visitors, but like um, Kings County allowed visitors, but they didn't dress me right. And he was like, "You, what is, what is, what is he wearing?" I was, was pissed it? off. Huh? 
I like that that's what you got pissed off about. But it is like your clothes didn't fit. You're like, you're exposed and like, I'm like exposed. But also, it wasn't yeah. about them not fitting. It was about them like being like trashy. Like, it was just like, he was just like, you need to, like, my partner dresses well. You need to dress my partner well. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Maybe we should donate some clothes if they, we have any clothes that don't fit us to to Kings County because they you did that at one psych ward. You asked me to bring you clothes. Oh, I did that. So at one psych ward, <laughs> I asked Francis to give me extra clothes because there were all these people from shelters, and I gave away all of these nice clothes that like no, were you mine. they were supposed to be for you, and then you being you. Gave them all away. Lucas has like the biggest heart ever. They were supposed to be for me. I didn't yeah. tell Francis they were for other people, but they were supposed to be for me. I told Francis they were for me. He brought them for me. And then I gave them all away because, and they were my like real clothes. Because you have I a wore. fucking big heart. But like these people, like they were like, they were like, you have real nice clothes. I live in the shoulder. I'm never going to get that. And I was just like, so I gave like a piece to each person so that they could have. But like one of the. And then when I talked to you on the phone that night, I could hear in the background like, Lucas! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I made friends in the psych ward. Like, that I will say. Like, I had, like, you know, like, I had too, like, Woodhall, no. But, like, at the other psych wards, like, I had too much of a good time in the psych ward a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if you're stuck there anyway. Courtney Love just walked into the studio. <laughs> Hi, Stick Courtney. around for her show, The Circuit, with Courtney Love. We always want to know, are there overalls involved? Are there overalls, Are there Courtney? overalls, Courtney? There are overalls. Yay! We love Courtney's overalls. Courtney has the cutest Courtney is overalls. Very, very stylish. Yeah. <laughs> You're very stylish. Overalls are so stylish. <laughs> well, we have to wrap things up. We have to wrap things up. That was we mm-hmm. we Yes, I see the overalls now. We we, <laughs> we this was an impromptu show because we missed our guest, but <laughs> But it was but it was great. I had a I had, well Right before the show, instead of like panicking and what are we going to do, the only thing I said was, let's have fun. We, exactly. had, we had fun tonight. Thank you for joining us. I saw a little panic in your eyes, Francis. When I first walked in. Yeah. But then I was like, <laughs> and then you, you assured me. You, that like, we got this. We I was like, don't this. don't worry. I'm going to do some really weird stuff. Like, I'm just going to make it weird and it's going to be great. <laughs> we We're going to make this. it weird. Hey, uh, next week we are not going to be here live, but we are going to pre-record a show, so you will have new material, and uh, we'll be live the next week after that, but we're going to give you a brand new show next week. Show yourself some love. Show some love to others. It's important, and you know it is. Bye.